Welcome back to another edition of the Alpha Babes podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about how you can communicate effectively in your relationships. Welcome to the Alpha Babes podcast. We're here with the Alpha Babes sisters, Hannah and Mia. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very exciting episode. I think this has a very good title. And if I was reading the scrolling pass on on Apple Podcasts, I'd be like, "Yes, I need to learn how to effectively communicate in my relationships." So it sounds so fancy for us, doesn't it? I like know. it's it's like legit. we've got all the secrets. We don't. We don't. <laughs> definitely we have, don't. We have our secrets. We have our secrets, and we we have our mistakes. And yeah. we're mainly you, teaching from mistakes. Pretty much, you guys can learn <laughs> from us and don't make the same mistakes we did. Um, but yeah, this. This episode, I think, is going to be um, a really good one. It's going to share a lot of insight, as I said, into experiences that we've had within relationships past past and current. Uh, and, you know, I think when you can effectively communicate with your partner, that's just like the holy grail. That's a secret ingredient to this recipe that we call love and happiness and friendship. And even if you don't have a partner – if you can effectively communicate in your friendships, I think that you're you're in to have a far better and more enjoyable relationship. Oh, absolutely, where both people win. Um, because if you are in the dun- dynamics of relationships where you're just constantly the giver and then you've got people who are constantly wanting things from you and you're not receiving much back, that isn't really a healthy relationship. So we're going to be really defining what a healthy relationship looks like. And then once we're in that healthy relationship, how do we communicate effectively so that both parties are winning? Mm. So first and foremost, what is a healthy relationship? You've heard us say it before and it's as simple as this. A healthy relationship is the exchange of of love. It's giving and receiving. Um, It is a transaction. So if you are in a relationship where you're constantly giving – and you're choosing to not receive anything back, um, and there are many people, <clears throat> me included, in that boat where or people uh, just that person is not giving you anything. Yeah, back or that also. person literally is just selfish, and they need to go from your life. Um, yeah. But you know that you either need to determine: am I blocking? Am I blocking to be um, receiving this from the other person, or is is this person just not? Sh- able yeah or are they just shit are they just shit are they toxic and do they need to be removed from your life because they're not adding value I just love that statement yeah yeah I I feel pretty cutthroat when I say that I'm like look you're in for your monthly review are you adding value to my life okay good yes you are you can stay and if not hit the road Jack and I also think it is (laughs) most importantly when you have that conversation with yourself you know deep down that you are actually adding value to their life oh yeah otherwise you just become that selfish brat that we just spoke about right yeah so a healthy relationship is the giving and receiving it's a transaction you know that at any point you have got money in their bank account not literally money but you have got time invested in them that when you need them you can actually say, hey, I need this. Yeah. And so you take a withdrawal from them and you say, cool, um, I know that 
one of the hardest things to do is actually ask for help. For me, it's very bloody hard. I just honestly wish people were mind readers. Which is really annoying because I can say <laughs> on my end, it's really annoying. Um, you know, yeah. you there's no such thing as a, a mind reader. And that other person, if you're expecting them to, to be that – is left really feeling inadequate and feeling like they... It's a shit shit sandwich, isn't it? It is a shit sandwich. we haven't used the shit sandwich in our... Like, we used that early on in the Alphabet podcast. But anyway, it's a shit sandwich and you've got to eat it um, and you don't want to. Uh, So I guess healthy relationships have balance and you know that at any time if you need that person you can ask and they're going to 100% be there and then you're vice versa back. In that same way. So let's just jump straight to that we now have a functioning relationship, which is what we've just discussed. You find yourself with this partner, everything's great, it's hunky-dory, you're doing life fabulously or you found this new friend and everything's great. So we've established it's not toxic, they add value to your life, rah 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 very good. So now, now how do we effectively communicate in that space? Yeah. So first and foremost, you have to understand the other person. You have to understand them as a person and what they need to receive from you um, and how you can show up in their life. Now, one of the easiest ways to identify that is what is their love language? We've spoken about love languages before on the Alpha Babes podcast, but if you miss that episode, there are five different love language and the book was written by I think Daniel Chapman I think it's Daniel Chapman is definitely the surname Um, but the five love languages are words of affirmation acts of service gifts quality time and physical touch physical touch thanks so you're either going to fall into one of those categories of the way that you like to give love but also how you like to receive it now here's a hot tip how you give it more likely is how you like to receive it. Mm. And you can have – you actually, if you go online and do the five love language There's quiz, a quiz. Yep. it's really insightful. So you can do that with your significant other or your friend or whatever um, or just for yourself so you know more about yourself and you'll get graded so you'll get, you know, your number one love language and then your number five, so the least important. I think – we all need every aspect of those love languages in our lives. I think that, you know, without physical, like physical touch is my last least important to me, but it, that doesn't mean I don't want it. Mm. You know, it's still important to me, but it's It just doesn't ranked. have the highest value. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. it's still important. So um, it's a really, really good quiz. I highly recommend doing it. Um, and it's very insightful if you're not sure what your partner's love language is. And, you know, it's like every item that you buy holds a different value and significance to individuals, right? So if I was to give Mia a Gucci belt, she would lose her mind, right? Mm, Yeah. Now, if somebody was to give me a Gucci belt, I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, cool. This is probably more my sister. It wouldn't have – it's still the same value but it didn't mean – Yeah. Absolutely. It didn't. Me, it didn't have a high a high value, high transaction yeah. point for me personally, but it would for somebody else, and that's what your love languages are like. So the difficulty comes is is it, it first you must seek seek first to understand before being understood. Stephen Covey quote: 
And what that means is when you're in a healthy relationship, you want to seek first to understand them yeah. before you yeah. put yourself forward mm. to be understood. And we have that backwards lots of the time in our relationships yeah. because we're like, well, no. What about, me? Me. Yeah. what about me? me. Yeah. What about me? My needs aren't being met. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, that is me. <laughs> <laughs> I have done that so many times. We all have. Yeah. We all have. Um, however, a healthy relationship really comes down to seeking first what the other person needs, mm. understanding them. And I think that comes down to also, you know, it's, a, it's really the simple fact of putting others first. If Absolutely. you can put others first your needs get met because essentially your um, – and this is – we're talking in a healthy, balanced relationship here. We're not talking toxic or anything like that. Um, you you end up if you – as Hannah said, if you're seeking to understand first, you're paving the way or setting the example for the other person to do the same about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. So with these five love languages, it's very interesting because we'll, we'll talk about our relationships with our significant other, so Morgan and Josh, and they show up really differently to how Mia and I show up. So my love language is words of affirmation and it is me as, as That's well. That's mine, number one. Number one, mine too. Yeah. Um, for me, when I did this um, early on in my life, my second one was gifts, however, I redid it and what I really value is quality time. Yeah. And Mia's second I'm one is quality time. We're actually the we're same. We're exactly the same. Yeah. Um, which is great because we can communicate effectively one another and receive that easily because we're in the same space. Now, <laughs> Morgan and Josh's <laughs> is actually the same as well. I'm pretty sure Josh's last one is words of affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I would say that Morgan's is Acts of service mm. as first, and I know that that's Josh's too. Josh, number one. I, I think Josh's quality time first, and then second is acts of service. Okay, so yeah. Morgan's is quality um, is acts of service first, and then words of affirmation. Yeah. So, in in both Mia and I's relationship, we meet in the middle with one. Yeah. Okay, so Morgan and I both share words of affirmation. Josh and I share quality time. So. Here's where it gets tricky. So remember the podcast title is How Do We Communicate Effectively? Now, sometimes uh, I don't want to do access service for Morgan. I mean, <laughs> hey, what, what are they called in your house? Uh, vagina jobs, <laughs> which I don't like that name for all the femis- feminists out there. There's not- nothing wrong with, you know, doing the folding or doing the dishes, but if you're constantly doing the jobs or like the lady of the house jobs, it do- it feels – I get my back up a bit because I'm just like, oh, what? I have to do the dishes because I have a vagina. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, like, am I just doing yeah, this? Yeah, and we constantly have this – we have this <laughs> ongoing, you know, fun little banter between Morgan and I about, you know, he goes, well, where are you when I'm mowing the lawns? And I'm like, well, I'm inside because it's hot out there and I don't want to be mowing the lawns. And he goes, well, is that a man job or is that a woman's job? I said, well, listen, I could really easily do that, but I just choose not to. But I feel like that classification of job roles and descriptions within that's the an, home. That's another podcast. There's a whole nother podcast. Gender equality and like all of that. Because I was saying to me, I'm like, wow, like us females, we've got to work and we've got to do all the jobs and, and run the house and we've got to like schedule their appointments. Who out there has me. to 
schedule appointments or plan little getaways or <laughs> me. Or, yeah, me. The woman every it's single time. Bullshit. Multitasking. Yeah. And I was saying to Mia, why is it that our needs seem to come last? It's because we're fucking busy. <laughs> we're constantly mm. organizing our men or our children. Um trying to meet everyone's needs but we don't meet our own and that's a whole other podcast anyway, I feel too. like we're, we're, we're <laughs> very much side tangenting. But let's go back to the main point. To communicate effectively in a relationship, it can be difficult when your love language is not the same. Mm. And for me personally, Morgan's is acts of service and I know that Josh's second is acts of service. Every time Mia and I have to play in that space, we hate it. Yeah. And a lot of negative self-talk comes up and, you know, I think growing up in the same household, we've had some of the same experiences and pretty much. Well, mum did everything. everything. Literally she cooked, everything. She cleaned, she ran the business, she did the kid thing, like everything. Dad did nothing. He sat on the couch. Answered the phone. Answered the, the phone. Couch, and the business phone. Yeah, exactly. Whilst watching TV. So Jerry he, Springer. Yeah. Let's just put it out there. Um, but. But it, it makes – like I used to watch mum and be like, oh, well, you're a slave. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Too. And so that's why me and you have this gripe about, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm doing my dishes. I don't have a whole heap of stacked dishes <laughs> and I refuse to do them. They get done but I'm just like, you know, like when you, you're making dinner and then and then you're having to do the dishes and your man's, you know, had a long day at work and he's kicking his feet up and I have I literally <laughs> looked over several times. I'm like, oh. Is that really comfortable on that couch there? I would love to be able to do that. Morgan knows he's not allowed to sit down until all jobs are done. He knows. Yeah. And it's he's and it's so funny because actually when he does finally sit down, when he attacks him, like when he has to be all over the top of him because she needs her needs met. Yeah. yeah. But we've got this joke in our house that, you know, until I need so for me not to feel like a slave. I need him to like chop a tomato with me. Like I'm <laughs> serious. Like, like, do something. I need get the yeah. knife out, do yeah, something, yeah. put something away. And that helps, I guess, ease that that feeling of vomit yeah. coming up in my mouth. Yeah. Because I've lost it several times in my relationship at Morgan because that feeling became really mm. overwhelming of feeling mm. like a slave. Mm. But then that's his love language. Yeah. So if I'm not showing up in that space, how am How is he feeling loved? And and he's not because I, you know, I think, again, our men, everything's changed, but our men used to bring home the money, you yeah. know, and, and you would care for them and look after the home. Yeah. But now it's all sort of changed because both parties have to bring home the money. Yeah. And so does just one person clean the house and look after the kids? No. You know, our men need to, and, and you know, don't get me wrong, Morgan does a ton of housework. Josh I, Josh is a cleaning Nazi. So, you they know. They both do a lot around the house. They both do a lot. But <laughs> I guess the thing is, is how do you turn up in a space when it's not your love language? Yeah. So I think step number one, tip number one, is do the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> because otherwise you're going in blind and you have no idea. So poor old Sally thinks Bob is, you know, physical touch or whatever and acts of service when it could be the completely different. Bob might want a gift. Yeah. And think about you know? how, how confusing it would be if you first don't seek to understand before being understood. If you're constantly loving your partner with your own love language and it's not even theirs, 
Yeah. Then you're feeling like, oh my God, like they don't. You feel rejected. You feel totally. You feel rejected and the other person is left going, does she love me? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you so do the quiz. Do the quiz is step number one. Find out firstly what's yours and then make your partner sit down and do the quiz too. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's actually, it's super fun. It's real quick and easy. And then, then you can have a better understanding of both. <laughs> I'm just laughing because when we were brainstorming this topic, our tip two was this. So once you know what their love language is, just make it really obvious when you're doing it. Oh, so yeah. what, <laughs> what, yeah. what we, so, so to make it obvious that I'm displaying love for Josh in acts of service, I'll fold his clothes and I'll yell out from the other room. <laughs> I am showing you love. I am doing your folding and I am putting them away. This is an act of love. Yeah. And he's just like rolling his eyes. And I do the exact same. I'll be like, did you see that beautiful tea that I made? <laughs> that is acts of service. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. So, you know, like I guess bring humour into it because if when I didn't, I would be seething. Yeah. And, and, and that's only because of the experiences that I grew up in. I think that if you don't have any sort of trigger points or any sort of things that get brought up in you, it is just about learning that skill a little bit more. And what I would say is tip two, if you have some, you know, stuff come up for you, like the slave thing that comes up for Mia and I, use humour. We, yeah. we use humour all the time to break yeah, that it negative makes, thought yeah, pattern that it comes makes up. you feel better because at the end of the day, it's not the other person's problem that you either had a bad upbringing or whatever. And yes, they can be understanding, but it's also not their issue. So no. you need to address that and yeah, put humor on top of it, and make it, it and make it fun for yourself so it doesn't feel like a chore. But if you haven't had any sort of experiences, the, the tip two I would say. It's obviously don't, I mean, use humour when you want to, but you don't always have to go to that one. It would be just observe your partner in action. Mm. So stand back and observe what they do. So if their love language is acts of service, how do they show it to you? Mm. So it could be like, you know, they clean your car or they go. Take out the rubbish. Take out, oh, that rubbish. Yep, take out the rubbish. Um, it, <laughs> I've got, we've got this thing in our household <laughs> where um, like Morgan never puts a bin liner in. Like never That's does the bin really liner, annoying. and I always have to do. It. And like he'll but then he got bin juice. Yeah, bin juice. No, <laughs> bin juice, or or he won't even get the black bag out. He'll use the Coles or no. the Woolworths bag, and just you know that was. Or no, he doesn't even put it in the bin. He leaves it on the bench. What? So the Coles thing, but is it's just not on in the, the bin. No, and then and then I <laughs> so I'm now chief bin liner and make sure that that bin has got a liner on it. But then I refuse walk it down to the bin yeah. I literally walk it to the doorstep so Morgan, Morgan, yeah Morgan, I leave it at the front door yeah and Morgan <laughs> goes is this and he uses our suburb is this blah blah's uh the tip like are we at the tip now yeah. and I'm like uh yes we are yeah. we're at the tip and you're you're the dump truck and you were bringing it down to the to the bin however for you to show him real love you would really be required to take the rubbish and put it in the bin would he just love that well, how, how what is the length of service that we go to like I lined the bin I carried it to the door <laughs> oh hang on and now hang on this is this is yeah <laughs> anyway. this is all tips with um tips with like oh, oh I don't even know what I'm saying a little side tangents yeah. but um anyway I guess the thing is is observe them how do they show up for you and then do it back yeah so my point being you need to take out the rubbish for Morgan 
All the way to the bin. All the way to the bin. Yeah. That's right. With the liner and everything. Yeah. And, and then I'll just. No bin juice. I will be like commentary the whole time. Yeah. And then it's you just down at the bin going, <laughs> look at me taking the bin out. No, it will be the bin. The trash is leaving the bin. It is walking slowly through the house, down exactly. the steps. Yeah. The bin opens and whoosh, it goes in. I've done acts of service, honey. Yeah, And exactly. then up you go. Yeah. So um, so I feel like I'm a little lost here, but. Um, <laughs> no, we're getting, we're getting. Tip one, do the quiz. Tip two, if you get triggered in that space of that love language, Make use humour. Yep. If you don't get triggered, observe your partner. I think that's even just a step three as well. Observe what they do. Yeah. Really take a conscious effort of how is love being displayed to me by my partner? What do Mm. they do? Mm. On the daily, not just on special occasions, not Valentine's Day, anniversary. I fucking hate Valentine's Day. So do I. I hate it. Why is it that you have to show up as your best self on on one day? Do you want to know? Don't buy me flowers on Valentine's Day. Buy me flowers on the day after. It's so funny. Not the day after because they will be really awful. But um, No, but really, any day but Valentine's Day. No, I had this conversation with Morgan. I said the day before Valentine's Day, I was like, don't you – just be nice to me on Valentine's Day. It's nice now. It's nice after Valentine's Day. Call me a princess and like your loving, beautiful girlfriend every day, not just Valentine's Day. So, yeah, yeah. We get know, a gripe like, with that. We're hard on our men, aren't we? But, we are. you know, listen, it's called training and they need it. And we all know that being females listening yeah, to this. That's right. They need they to be need trained. They need to be shown Ex- explicitly what taught to do. Explicitly taught. Like literally sit him down and – peg open his eyeballs and make him take that stupid quiz and say, this is what I need. But don't rely just on, on verbal instructions. Write draw, a note. Draw diagrams. Yeah. Have right. visual, have visual representations a, of what you're saying. Put a little note of you and him <laughs> exchanging gifts and put that in his lunchbox for work. Do some mimes with him. Show yeah. it in kinesthetically. You Fold know. his clothes and then put a post-it note. I'm going to do this one. Fold his clothes and then put a post-it note in between the layers and be like, it was an act of service. I'm showing you love. <laughs> it was an act of service Receive folding it. these clothes. Yeah, but you know what we're saying. Anyway, how do we effectively communicate with our partners? You've got to really understand them. We're having a lot of fun with this episode, but it is. If we, if if my partner didn't have the same love language, if we were completely different, we would be missing each other and we would be trying so much to be able to give love the way that we, mm. we want to receive it mm. that it would just, you've got to know what they are so that you can turn up more in that space. Okay. Also, I think that, so say you identify the love languages and you're like, cool, great. I know mine, I know his. And say it's not working, like as far as like he can't, he's not able to communicate with you and vice versa and then and then what do you do? I think embrace, just know that the love languages are not set in stone. Yeah. Like yes, I love words of affirmation but I like to think of myself as adaptable Barbie. Why could I not do gifts and all of these sort of things? So it's not set in stone. So if you're having trouble communicating Maybe look at another way that you could. So and I, and I, I th- it is about sitting your partner down on the bed or wherever you do your conversations <laughs> and say, you know, it's really important to me um, that y- you and I have a really beautiful relationship and that we maintain this and we know that it's work, all relationships are work. Um, and I really want to be able to show you um, that I love you on on every single day, not just on S- special occasions. Yeah, yeah. What is it that you need? What do you need 
in order to feel loved by me. And mm. it's literally just asking that question. And Have you asked that question to your partner? And if this if your partner struggles with words like mine does, <laughs> who doesn't, who maybe, and I love Josh very, very much, um, but, you know, some guys are not really uh, emotionally wired like girls, so they might not. Josh's worst nightmare would be me sitting him down on the bed <laughs> and going, so tell me what you need. Like he'd just be like, oh, I need you to just you not to leave, be in my face right leave now. Leave the room. Yeah, so like some guys literally do not, I don't want to say have emotional intelligence because I think they. everyone has emotional intelligence to a certain level, but I do think girls are wired differently. Some, You know, this is another podcast around boys and expression of emotions and even just the fact that they haven't been able to show a lot of their and emotions. That's social conditioning. Absolutely. And that's bullshit and I hate that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Me too. However, we're, we're, we're still on the bed yeah. and we've asked a question and he's looking at you blankly because he doesn't know what to say because he can't articulate how he feels. Like, in words, yeah. maybe do it in a different way. Go through the list of the love languages. We're like, okay, okay cool. You know, Monday I'm doing acts of service. Okay, yeah. let's watch his reaction. Tuesday I'm going to be giving him a gift. I'm going to be, you know, doing in that way. Okay, Wednesday I'm going to be physical touch, whatever it is. See how he reacts because actions speak louder than words, I think. Mm. So if he doesn't have the words to be able to tell you how he's feeling because he can't articulate it, then just watch his, his actions after you do something for him. Yeah, and, um, you know, like I feel like would – I say him. This also applies for her too. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. Um, I guess, it, again, it's just about understanding your partner and knowing what they need but also knowing what you need as well. I think it's really healthy to express what you need. So it, once again, a healthy relationship is about that giving and receiving. So – it is about having that conversation. Like Josh knows that Mia's love language is words. Oh, 100%. 100% knows that. But if Mia constantly turns up in that space of constantly wanting words, that puts him off. Yeah. He doesn't want to turn up in that space. The same way – Because it creates pressure. Yeah, the same way, you know, I know that Morgan's love language is um, acts of service. However, if I constantly turn up in this space, then – it can sometimes lead to an expectation that I do all these things, which then makes me think of my dad. And so it's a fine balance of knowing. Mm. It's also for me, I think that if you have been triggered in a space like that, it, it's it's about just knowing your limits and feeling like you're in control. Yeah. And I think if you're in control, then you can kind of navigate that situation to what feels good to you. And also still demonstrating your love for your partner. So we're going to wind it up we've kind of got a little bit um yeah a little bit light-hearted with our episode yeah, a little um bit, but, but, but we never know where our episode's gonna go we never know. know if they're gonna be a bit deep. of a feminist vibe there too yeah, well. um you know like but I think that it's it's important if you can nail the art of communication then I really believe that that is the secret to all healthy functioning and long lasting keyword relationships I think so often these days we just give up in our relationships like our generation and gen are we what am i gen y i'm gen y you're gen x i'm yeah last year of gen and then x. there's i don't know what a z or whatever I have no idea. you know younger but honestly people in my um gen y they we just give up you know yeah. we don't put in the effort or the work or you know make the sacrifices to to build a relationship because don't for a second think that everyone just you know, on Instagram or people you – relationships that you admire, 
that they don't go through hard times. They absolutely do. But I think, I mean, you know. Just don't give up too easily. And and if if you're at the point where you don't even know where to start, have that person come in and and go see the therapist and have that that person in the middle that helps you communicate. Mm. I think there's a really powerful thing that can happen when you engage a therapist because that therapist is neutral, they're not emotional and they help you communicate. Because sometimes if you have not communicated with your partner for years and your needs haven't been met for years, it's often really daunting just to even get started because you don't know if your partner is going, yeah, me too. Like this is a great idea. Like they could have checked out. So I think – Sometimes it's it's super important to you know call in for help when you need it. Yeah, um, it's never think, easy putting yourself out there. No, and saying hey, this is what I need, you know, and this is what I want to work on. Are you going to meet me there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A and level of vulnerability. Absolutely, and it's a lot of um, you know s- saying to yourself, is this what I want? Am I still want to be here? Am I still invested in this? If the yeah. answer is yes, then work for it and fight for it. Fight for it, and then if your partner's willing to fight too, then you've got something really special. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. So we're going to leave it there. Cool. We're going to work on our jingle. We said that last oh, time. Did we say that last time? Yeah, we've, we've get run out of jingle. time. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to jingle away next time we meet up. <laughs> anyway, um, love you guys loads. Um, keep sharing our episodes with your friends. Um, appreciate Share it on your stories on Instagram. We Can love I just that. Tell you, just save the damn episode when we put it up on our stories. That helped our engagement. And you it mean also, our page? Our page, yeah. yeah. When you save, because we'll post about a podcast. On just, our page, save it or share that post that we do because that helps our engagement. And we've said this before, when we have better engagement, we're able to reach more people. We want to be able to inspire and encourage and motivate as many women as possible, but we can't do that without your help, unfortunately. But it gives us feedback. It does. It so gives us feedback. Yep, that was a good episode. Yep, let's do more in that space. Sometimes you do this Instagram online business blind um, and you you really need to hear from your audience. So we love you guys. You're our audience and you're our friends and we want to know what really resonates with you and the way that you show us is going to our Instagram page or leaving a review on our podcast and just letting us know. It helps us a ton. Anyway, until next time. Bye. Bye.